0: Hey Resurrection Church, Pastor Daniel here, and joining me on this fireside chat is Elder Kent. Say hi, Elder Kent.
1: Hey Resurrection Church, how y'all doing?
0: All right, uh, we're in our series looking at uh, the Resurrection Church cultural values. Um, before we get into uh, today's value, Elder Kent, uh, question for you: Can you can you think back on all the various things you've learned? You know, series you've gone through, books you've read, sermons. Is there anything that Just off the top of your head kind of stands out. Maybe a favorite book, a favorite sermon, uh, a series that you went through. You just, you still remember to this day? Hmm, That's
1: a difficult question.
0: Uh, um, I I, I really can't think of one thing. Well, one thing you've talked to me about before. um, I was going to let you pick anything, but I know of one because we've talked about it. Is um, would you guys took part previously? A couple elders, I think, in EE. Mm -hmm. Tell me about EE
1: evangelism explosion. It uh, yeah, that was a big thing in my life. It uh, for a year, it all started with a um, plane, airplane ride. Uh, years ago, I was coming back from somewhere in Oahfield and. I sat next to a young lady with two children uh, who had left her husband. Mm. Her husband had left her, actually. And she was just in tears, and she described all these things. And I knew what she needed. I knew that she needed Jesus, and I didn't know how to tell her. Mm. And I got off that plane uh, promising myself that that would never happen again. Well, it's about the time that uh, Pastor Doug Davis had started, uh, was wanting to start Evangelism Explosion in our church. And so I got involved in that and have never regretted it in the sense that, uh, you know, the, the outline I still use, grace, man, God, Jesus Christ, and faith. hmm and uh, going through the whole presentation, I no way could do that anymore. <laughs> but uh, it gave me uh, Evangelism Explosion EE worked by uh, you had teams and you would go out of-
0: Very cool. Well, we're talking about our second uh, cultural value today. It is the uh, cultural value of growth, uh, and it says this, We want to be urgent to grow, becoming more like Christ in gentleness and love, while growing deeper in our study of and obedience to God and His Word. Uh, when you when you look at that, uh, Elder Kent, uh, why is it that Uh, We, the elders at this retreat, when we wanted to talk about the specific attributes of Christ, it makes sense to talk about love because love is the greatest of these. But why do we want to talk about gentleness?
1: Well, because uh, growth, uh, gentleness is the evidence Mm. of growth. Mm. Um, As you grow more Christ-like, very obviously you should become more
0: gentle it's true as he was you know in in my experience i love to follow other pastors and preachers and theologians and stuff on on various platforms so i can i can actually listen to good preaching to try to figure out how to do it and mm-hmm. uh, listen to other folks and and the one thing that i've noticed over the years of doing that is that preachers and leaders and pastors who aren't becoming more gentle they don't interest me a lot.
1: Mm, there's a guy on the radio that comes on every day, and I turn him off every day mm. because he just hammers people. Mm. And and I, I agree with what
0: you're saying. And it's not just because I don't prefer that. If I'm being honest in my in my flesh, for most of my life, I would have preferred a guy that was just blunt and get to it. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm not convinced that he's walking in line with the gospel. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that he's fully rooted and planted at the gospel. Because if he was, then I think the fruit of gentleness would be growing in his life. And so when I, when I see it not evident, I, I question mm-hmm. what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then I question, is it wise to listen to his wisdom?
1: Just think of Chuck Swindoll. Mm-hmm. He can hammer you and you love every minute of it.
0: I tell you what, he just passed, obviously, but Tim Keller, for me, Mm -hmm. uh, was just a a man known for his gentleness and known for his reasonableness, Uh, and yet at the same time, the profound truth and the way he would articulate the truth of the gospel, to me, was just amazing, and to do so, uh, so lovingly, I just, man, wanted to aspire to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Where you're working on it. Trying. You're doing good. I haven't lost my hair yet, like Tim, but <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there.
1: Hair's way overrated.
0: Yeah, I'm bad. I'm bad. Um, what do you think it would look like uh in our in our church if our church grew in in gentleness, in love, and in and in study of and obedience to God's word? What is what does a church look like when that happens? What is the what is the what is it what if you were listening to this podcast and you were saying, "What do I look for at Resurrection Church as evidence that this is occurring?" what would you what would you point to?
1: Ah, uh, well, obviously, again, that gentleness and the. Uh, but I want to back up a minute, and and one of the things I like about this uh, uh, value is the word urgent. Mm. And as you recall, at the. Uh, <laughs> At the retreat, I kind of hammered on I that.
0: do remember that.
1: And when you're 80 years old, it's not hard to be urgent about uh, uh, studying Christ and, mm. and becoming more like him. But when you're young and you think life's going to uh, continue for a long, long time, urgency is not quite as important. Mm. So... I, I think that the urgency to grow in Christ and become more like Him is uh, so necessary, uh, a, a priority for our younger people. And, and uh, through that then comes gentleness
0: or should. I remember a, uh, I remember a, a story by Francis Chan. He got invited to speak at this uh, Korean Church. At their prayer breakfast, and it was like five in the morning, like a Friday morning. Mm. And he said yes, and uh, you know, as a favor to somebody or whatever. But you know, just, <laughs> five a.m. on a mm. Friday morning at a prayer breakfast is like <laughs> you know quite the quite the odd odd event. And he said he got there, and the parking lot was full, and he had to park two blocks down. Wow! And uh, he walks in, and there's hundreds of people there, just five early. It's like four forty a.m. They heard Francis Chan was coming. They didn't. Oh, they didn't. They didn't. And he goes, "What is going on? Uh Like, why are why 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 do you have hundreds of people here before five a.m. to pray?" And he said, "Oh, at our church, you know, we're we're urgent. Like, like Mm. we we don't we think time is short, and and so Mm. it was you know kind of reflective in the congregation that clearly there was an urgency, and they proved that really by." this mm-hmm. this desire to just be there and be present and to pray and to meet together and to fellowship
1: it makes such a difference in your priorities
0: mm, it does what does it look like for you uh, to personally and with your wife to be urgent to grow what does it look like you know how does that how does that play out how does that change your your day your week your month well uh I, I
1: guess it it makes a priority that uh, we we first thing in the morning, uh, it's what we do. Mm. is we get up, uh, we spend some time with the Lord. Carol goes one place, and I go to another place, and and then we come together. And uh, it's it's a priority, and and that's the urgency mm-hmm, of our mm-hmm. age, and the urgency of of, uh, being parents of, uh, adult children, and, you know, you want your adult children to be exactly where you want them and they seldom are, uh, the urgency of wanting them to grow in Christ. Right.
0: And so, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, One of the things I hear you saying, uh, with this word priority that you've you mentioned a couple of times is that other things are going to have to give way. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what a priority is. A priority says, uh, I'm more important. Therefore, there are going to have to be other things that are less important. And in my experience, the things that have to become less important aren't necessarily bad things. So, some of mm-hmm. those are really good things. Well, let me give you an example. Golf
1: day is important. <laughs> that's Thursday. Yeah. So, you know, we start maybe playing golf at 730. Well, what does that mean? That's usually when I've got my quiet time. Well, I have a choice. I can either just skip the quiet time or I can get up earlier, which I don't particularly like to do, <laughs> but it's a priority. Right. It has to be a priority.
0: Right. So sleep gives way is what, you, what I hear you say. Sleep gives way. Sleep <laughs> becomes less of a priority. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, it's interesting for me because I, I, I think personally there's such a link between uh, Scripture and and growth and yet it's not the only element so so i need to study god's word i need to study uh, scripture i need to read scripture i think of scripture in different ways i think of scripture when i take just the smallest amount and i just study it intensely and i think of scripture as something that's like buckets of water that i just pour over my head Mm, mm -hmm. and so there you know i have a daily routine where i take uh about ends up being about three to four chapters and i just pour it over my head just hmm. read it. Sometimes I just listen to it on audio. And uh, I'm not trying to study it intensely or look up Greek root words or anything else. I just want to bathe in scripture. I want it to soak into me. Just get saturated. I just want to be saturated in it. Uh, and I do that every day. So mm-hmm. I what, I've, what I realized is I really loved the Bible in a year plan because I got about four, three to four chapters a day. Well, I finished it and I thought, I got to do something else. I just did the Bible in a year and I actually didn't like any of the other things I chose. And so I just now go right back into the Bible in a year. When I'm done, I go back into the Bible in a year Mm -hmm. and, and it ensures that every day I get about three to four buckets, chapters of scripture to just pour over my head every day. So that just every day I can just say, regardless of all the other things I might do with scripture, uh, I'm just, I'm just bathing in it Mm -hmm. and, it helps so much because, you know, what you consume is what comes out.
1: Yeah, my process has been, uh, I don't do the Bible in a year because I can't read that fast, but uh, uh, I just read through the Bible, and when I finish, I start over again. Mm. I think I'm on my 12th time through the Bible. Love it. But it's like you say, it's, it's not the intense
0: study. right. Well, you know, and then in ministry, I have a lot of time where in essence, my job is to study. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had a pastor tell me years ago, you need to be very careful. If you're not, if if you're not careful because you study so much for ministry, you'll find, you'll look back at a week and, and realize that all of the things that you did that were related to scripture were all for a message, and that's dangerous. Mm, not for you. Not for you. Mm. That's, and, and it can be very dangerous. And so, mm. uh, you know, I, I find myself having to press pause on things at different times. And I like the rotation that I get to be in right now where I, ha- I have a break. And I just read for other reasons. I read a chapter. I read a story. I read a concept. I read a doctrine. I go study something. I go uh, And, you know, in addition to the community group, content we will go through. You know, I'm in a community group. So, we're going through whatever we're going through at that time. Uh, I'll read a book on something. I'm reading a book on humility right now. I uh, just just get to sit in those things, and they're not really for anybody else. Oh, uh, eventually, it'll all come back out somewhere. I mean, but again, what we take in uh, comes back out. But uh, I got. I'd like to talk to a wise man. <laughs> it's probably my dad. Oh, uh, probably. <laughs> um, hey, I appreciate the time, Elder Ken. Thank you so much for stopping by and just just spending a little bit of time uh, talking through this with me. As always, my pleasure. Absolutely. Church, we hope this was uh, edifying to you and encouraging. Uh, Until we talk to you next time, may the Lord keep you and bless you.